Thank you for tuning in at Ravenna Assembly of God. We hope you enjoy this message and are blessed from it. If you want to tune in to more messages, log on to RavennaAG.com and search under the media tab. Thank you and God bless. We've got hallelujah. I, I didn't plan on getting loose this morning, but I, I can't deny what he's been working on me. Uh, go, go on down to like verse 40 or something. You'll, you'll find it. Death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, you know, all that fun stuff. It's in there. Oh, you're in the, and I, it don't matter what you're in as long as it's in the Bible. Find it yet there? There we go. Ooh, but the splendor of the heavenly body is one kind and the splendor of the earth body. Keep going, keep going down. Son, keep going. My goodness, so it will be with the resurrection of the dead, the body that is shown is perishable, it is raised imperishable. I love this stuff. You have no idea. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Son, keep going. Oh, hi there. This is God. <laughs> keep going, man. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, you got to go a number of verses now. Keep Keep going. What's the matter? 55, did you say? Mm-hmm. But what if I wanted you to see 46 through 45? Keep going. One more. Bring it down. The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is... What is sin? It's not an action. It's a... It's what you're born in. You're born under the fall. You're born in the condition of separation between you and God. Ain't nothing you can do to change that. Ain't nothing you can do to stop that. When you are born, you're born into sin. We have made it actions. So what we look at sin to be is killing, lying, and I, I remember as a young person, they would compare sins. Which one's the worst? Is lying a worse sin than killing some, somebody? We used to, I always used to tell them, well, why don't we do both and find out? <laughs> you know, we'd raise up this standard and that standard and levels and everything else people had to live up to. I understand that. I, I do. But those are the results of the condition that we're in. Which when you're separated from God, anything is possible. Am I correct on that? Okay, so take this, for example, and understand what the law is all about. What is the law? Ah, she's listened over the years. You just put your Bible away. Give me your Bible. If you're not going to use it, I will. Oh, you don't have to open it. Just Oh, you want to make sure there's no money in it? <laughs> you don't want me to spill papers. You, your storage bin, is that what it is? I've seen some of y'all's Bible. I know it's a storage bin. We, we have commonly referred and used this as an example as a mirror. And so what happens is, understand, they did not know what sin was until God introduced the law. And when God gives the law, now... There's an understanding of what sin is. Now, I don't have time to go into all that teaching, but it's in the Scripture. All you got to do is read it. But we look at this, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, and, and we, we examine it as a mirror. So, so we look at what God has to say about life and how life is lived and all of his laws and these things, things and that thing, and we, we look at it as a mirror, and we hold it up, and we look at ourselves at it, and what does it do? It tells us we're dirty. I look at it, and it goes, it says to me, boy, you're really dirty. And I go, I can see that. Yes, I I see I'm dirty. (laughs) Clean me up. I need cleaned up. And it says, I don't know what you're talking about, but (laughs) you're dirty. So here's what I end up doing. I take the mirror, I take the law, and I begin to apply it to myself. And I try to get it to clean me up, right? 
I even care for my friends. So I go and I, I try to clean them up. You like that? You like that. Bible says, the word says, the law says, the mirror says, what are you doing? I'm dirty. Clean me up. And what does the law say? I don't have a clue what you're talking about. Oh, but by the way, you're dirty. The only thing the mirror can do is point me to another source called soap and water. The only thing the law can do is point me to another source called the blood or the life of the Lamb. If I don't have that, the strength of this condition is the law that continues to scream at me, I can't do it. Everything I have to try to deal with it, I can't deal with it. So, what do we come to? Let's go to a simple teaching. Romans 8. Yeah, but we're going to take it further than the first verse. Go ahead and throw up the first verse. Will you, will you Wendy? Thank you. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Switch it, with, would you please, to the New King James Version? And, and it says, therefore, there is now... No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Why are the two versions different? Because one's not the real Bible. That I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Whoa. Yeah. I ain't going there, okay? This last part of who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit is implied. NIV has the true verbiage there. But what you have here is the implication on what is being said. Now, if you, if you will, you can go back to NIV. But let me explain something here. I love what this says, that there is therefore not no condemnation of those who are in Christ Jesus. But I, I like to change it up. You've heard me say it enough times, that there is condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus because they walk according to the flesh and not according to the Spirit, which is the impliedness of what the King James takes in. Now, it goes on to say this a little bit further. Let's go ahead. I'll get to this in a minute. But verse 2 says what? Because through Christ Jesus, the what? The law. The law of the spirit of life set me free from the what? And death. Paul talks about it again then in Corinthians. This Romans is a little bit later, okay? Corinthians, he says what? It says that the strength of sin is the law. But the, the, Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life set me, through Christ, through, I want you to get a picture here. I want you to understand who he is. I want you to understand that when you pray and the enemy comes in and beats you over the head with how good of a life you haven't lived, with the things that you're limited to, that you're nothing but a peon, that you're worthless and you're unworthy, I want you to turn around and realize that, yeah, the strength of sin is the law, but because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. I'm not captive anymore. I've been set free. Now i got 16 songs in my head. Ain't going to sing them. Verse 3. For what the law was powerless to do. Hello, mirror. Hello, mirror. Clean me up, mirror. I don't know what you're talking about, but by the way, you're dirty. What the law was powerless to do in that it was weakened by the sinful nature. The condition that you're in to begin with. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, you were born naked, 
and sinful. But I was still pretty. <laughs> God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful man to be a that loses people right away because most out there have no clue of what a sin offering is and how that's done and what's said and how it's exchanged and what goes on in the morning, what goes on in the evening, what are all the other offerings, a man, oh man. See, that's this symbolicness of who God is and has become through his son Christ. What I'm hoping to do is make you hungry, right? If I talk about a double cheeseburger dripping with grease and bacon on top, right? And a little ripe onions on there, tomato, lettuce, pickles, sesame seed bun, right? You can picture that. You got that. You're going to go, I know that taste. Oh, I want that taste. I'm hungry for that taste. I want you to do with him. I want you to become that hungry for him because what the law was powerless to do in that it was weakened by this, God did by setting his own son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. And so he consumed, let let me stop right there. You do know that offerings had to be perfect. You couldn't bring blemish or defect. It had to be a perfect offering. Lord, help you on Passover if, if you brought in a, a blemished... That's why he spent the week inspecting the lambs that we're going to be talking about later on. By the way, next Sunday is Palm Sunday. <sighs> to be a sin offering. I keep coming back to the reality that it couldn't just be any of us. It had to be one who was without, who could then become. And as a volunteer, how many know that when it comes to animal sacrifices, animals don't step up and say, hey, take me. But Christ said, here I am. Not my will, but thy will be done. Oh, that's huge. I can't tell you how huge that is. We know he's without sin. Why? Because he did everything right? No, he was born of woman, not of man. Sin has always been contributed to man. Thanks a lot. Next Sunday, he's going to be sitting in in Jerry's spot back there. (laughs) I'll say it again. He was born not in the... See, it's immediately when we think he was born without sin. That means he he didn't do anything wrong. That's what we think. Right? We we think, yeah, and he grew up, he was a perfect child, never did anything wrong, never upset his, his parents... Yeah, right. I guarantee you that he messed up. I can guarantee you he made mistakes. I can guarantee you he irritated mom and dad a few times. I guarantee you that when dad started to teach him carpentry, he wasted a lot of wood. But one thing that never changed was his condition. Because he was not born of man, he was born of woman. Which meant he had fellowship with his father who art in heaven. So everything he did and he lived was in relationship to him. Does that make sense? And and, and so everything he enacts, he's pulling on. I, I can show you... Uh, that, 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 oh man, if you just go back to the blessings and the curses, you can understand how he operated in the ways that he operated because he was able to pull on them. Knowing his father, he was able to establish them. Oh man, there's so much there. 
But let's get back to this, because here's Christ. He is not in the condition as the rest of man. Here's one that works. That's right. And as a result, what does he do? He takes to himself us. That was the plan all along. And as he becomes us, understand, sending his own son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering, and so he condemned sin in sinful man, go ahead, in order that righteous requirements of the law might be fully met. Where? Who do not live according to sinful nature, which is flesh, but according to, there it is, by the way. Now I want you to grab this. In order that righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us. It's his righteousness. His word says he has fulfilled. Oh, matter of fact, go ahead. Yeah, just, just go on to the next verse. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what the nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. Do I need to explain that one? Check out the next verse. It says, The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. Man, we'll just let the Word teach us this morning. Go ahead. The sinful mind is hostile to God. What's the sinful mind? The mind that keeps thinking all the wrong thoughts, all the wrong things. No, that's not the sinful mind. The sin, that which we're talking about, is a result of the sinful state. The separation, the condition called sin. The mind's going to think in that way because that's the only way we know. Okay, understand this. The sinful mind, the sinful mind, that mind does not know it's hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Good luck. Do you think that the world has a problem with the way it's thinking? I don't think it has a problem with it. I think they think it's the right thing. Everything gets twisted and turned and moved around and second-guessed. And this is the right way. This is the wrong way. Let alone be a believer and state truth and what do you end up with? Everybody coming at you like ugly on glue. This world is broken, friend. This world is broken, and, and, and I expect him to sound that trumpet and for us to meet him in the sky. And I'm so... I'm sorry I keep disappearing on you like that. Um, you know... And it says they were going to be with him forever. I'm looking forward to that. I really am. I don't know how much further this world can go. This world is not bothered by the it, way it's thinking. It's bothered by the way you think and the way you think. And if you don't line up with my thinking, then I've got to change you. And if I can't change you, then I'm going to kill you. And if I kill you, Than I can do. It's it's ridiculous. No, no, mercy. It does not submit to God's law. Now you know what I like to call the law.
Somebody's trying to get away from God. <laughs> you know what I call the law? His loves. Because that's what they are. His loves. Thou shalt not kill. When, when, if I love you, I don't want to kill you. Right? When does it become a thou shalt? When I want to kill you. When I want to kill you, then it's thou shalt not. But otherwise, it's his loves. So what he has given us is to love him, to love our neighbors, to love the Lord with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul. So, so hear this before Mike falls asleep. Hear this. When you are dealing with a culture that does not believe in God, why would we expect this world to do, why, why would we not expect this world to do what it's doing? Now, you're not going to like what I'm going to say. But you can't sit there in a church pew and keep going, oh, it's such a terrible thing. When we haven't been what God has called us to be as far as witnesses, as far as loving our neighbors, as far as generous spirits, as far as preaching the good news. In fact, I can guarantee you there's probably people that, that, that might be in here this morning that, that, that other, your friends and stuff don't even know you go to church. That's scary. Next verse. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. Why did you want to get past that one so fast? I can see the office tomorrow morning. The, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Is my face red yet? I just... Those controlled. Do you see what that word says? Controlled. It doesn't say... Uh, See, the choice took place a long time ago. Well, it wasn't even a choice. It is the condition that they're born into. As a result, those controlled by the condition they were born into can't please God. I don't care how much they try. You can go to the next one now. You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit, if the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. Yeah, because a lot of people think if they just do enough of the good things, they'll be okie-dokie. And, and, you know, oh, Lord, let me, let me, there's, 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 oh, 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 I got plenty of time. I got two hours yet. Well, let me say something to this, okay? However, you are controlled not by the sinful nature. How is that? Because your condition has changed. How has it changed? How have you changed? Because you said a word, Jesus, come into my heart. You know, we sing about it. Oh, Jesus came into my heart. Yes, Jesus came into my heart. Blah, 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 blah. I know, no, we're okay. We don't need to hear that. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is this. And, 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 and we think, okay, just, we don't even think of how that takes place or what actually happens when we say yes to Jesus. 
Yeah, we're transformed, but how does that happen? Because is this thing real? Because it doesn't seem to be real to me. And I say yes to Jesus, nothing changes. How many remember the message we shared a couple weeks ago on the journey that salvation just deals with the inner healing? And then there's a journey that takes place. I, I thought you guys would remember every last word I ever said. My kids never did. You still on drugs? Sometimes? You on drugs now? No, it's wore off. It's wore off. That's why you're sitting there in a grinching face going. (sighs) Finish the healing process. It is a now healing from top to bottom, completely mended. And no more pain in Jesus' name. Amen. Now that you don't need those drugs, you can give them to me. (laughs) This is dangerous today, I'm telling you. Yeah, you're getting excited over there, aren't you? You little Amish girl, you. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. She's going to take out her Bible and book me to death is what she's going to do. I hear that crackling. However, you're controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit. If the Spirit lives in you, what happens when we say yes to Jesus? Oh, He, he cleanses us of our sins. He redeems us. He, he just, he just uh, loves us, comes in to, to uh, our heart belongs to Him. Well, that's surface. How does he clean you up? By moving it. Oh, Lord Jesus, don't. You're moving. Oh, glory. Whew. I don't ever want you to forget the fact of how he saves you, how he heals you. So if you don't have it written down somewhere, take out a pen and write it on your neighbor's back. When you say yes to Christ... Who is he? Part of my message is on this today. But he carries a scepter. It's authority. And that authority is in his righteousness. He is righteousness. Am I correct? And being righteous, that's who he is. He makes us righteous. How? His Spirit joins with my Spirit. Vital union takes place. He who is righteousness becomes my righteousness. How does that happen? The Holy Spirit imparts the life of Christ to me. Understand, that is the most important, it is the job of the Holy Spirit to impart the life of Christ to you. So as he imparts his life, he imparts his righteousness, his peace, his forgiveness. He heals your spirit so that you that was Uh, in sin, which is called a condition of separation, no longer are separated. You're joined to him, made one spirit with him, and he who is righteousness, he who is life, he who is the fulfillment of law, is one spirit with you. Those songs keep coming to my head. I'm going to start dancing here in a minute. Lord knows what will happen then. Michael, get up and join with me. We'll dance around here. He'll kiss me on the neck several times. The prodigal son has come home. 
I, I, I don't want you to miss the reality of your salvation. Then when Paul comes back, he says, be transformed how? Renewing of your mind. In other words, there's more than just what happened in salvation. You know, sometimes people are set free from all sorts of things when they get saved, but the majority of the time they're not. And then they're, they're led to believe that something's wrong when they really didn't get saved because nothing's changed in their behavior. Well, guess what? It's a journey. It's a process. I mean, you don't get saved one day and become, become Billy Graham the next. You say yes to Christ, and you're healed inside. You are now joined to him in right relationship with him because of what Christ has done. And now your journey is beginning to learn of him, learn of him. That's what he asks us to do, learn of him. My, my, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Learn of him. Look, I'm capsulizing the past number of weeks here. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. Well, duh. If you're not joined, then you're not one. Next verse. Got to get through this. Emmy's back there getting ready to think. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin. Yet your spirit is alive. Because of righteousness. Yeah, forget you. I'm not talking to you anymore. You're dead. Show me dead. In Christ, if Christ is in you, your body. How many know our bodies are pretty much dead? They need a resurrection, does it not? And, and the reality is, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. Go ahead on. I, I need to finish up here. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, and if that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, dwells in you, well, if that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, dwells in you, he will quicken your mortal body if the spirit dwells in you. Hey, I'm trying to sing here. If No, I'm just kidding. Keep singing. If the... <laughs> he will quicken... Your mortal body, if the Spirit lives in you. And we understand that only takes place by permission. How many know that permission is a daily thing? I give him permission on Sunday, and then I go out on Monday. I don't even think about him. I don't even talk about him. If somehow he comes on the radio with somebody talking or singing, I just change it to a, another station that I want to listen to. And then I come back on Sunday and I go, yeah, I need to be more. Maybe you're one of those that, you know, give a certain time of the day and then the rest of the day is all yours. Hallelujah. And you've got to understand that you don't need to try for him to, how should I say, you know, hey, you got to remember, hey, talk to me something. Hey, pay attention, try and do something here. You won't have to do that if your life is about permission and giving the Holy Spirit what we call sway in your life. He, he will quicken your mortal body if the Spirit dwells in you. <laughs> Through His Spirit 
who lives in you. Next verse, and we're, we're wrapping this up. Therefore, brothers, we have an obligation, but it's not to the sinful nature to live according to it. This is like accounting now. Verse 13 says, For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. We don't have an hour and a half. I'll tell you what we do have. And Emmy, I'm going to ask you to make your way up here and get ready to sing that song. Just remember, when you walk like this, everybody looks at you. <laughs> it's going to be a hard night. Yeah. But if by the Spirit you put... How do you put to death the misdeeds of the body? This hand has been in thievery. Whoosh. I like what Jesus says, you know, concerning, you know, the... I pluck it out kind of thing. You know, I've told people, hey, if you've got problems with pornography on the computer and you're working in the office, you know, and you, just, and you can't seem to, you know what? Get a janitor's job and just start sweeping with a broom. Better to enter heaven with a broom in your hand than with, into hell with pornography in front of you. But, but here's the thing. How do I, by the Spirit, Put to death the misdeeds of the body. Did you notice what I just said? By the Spirit. You know what he's telling you? We're in this together. Would you quit trying to do it on your own? When you make mistakes, you don't count yourself out. You get yourself back up. He is faithful that if you confess your sin, your condition, he will what? He's going to forgive and cleanse. you got to know who he is. But we don't. We believe the lie of the enemy. So our prayers sound like, I don't know, they're not prayers. And I just want to encourage you today to understand that if by the Spirit you begin to put to death, you allow him in your life where you're joined to him to live out of you, to say yes to him, to give him permission does that mean you'll be perfect and live like some, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no. You'll be going along feeling good that you were able to live that way. Next thing you know, boom. And, and, and because the mind took over. Even though the heart was going, no, no. I did sound effects, no. The mind's going, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's like a Batman thing. I'm ready. You know, it doesn't... Don't forget it, you're not seeing bad. Why are you giving me... No, no. See, what I'm trying to tell you is we are learning through the process. Next verse. We are learning through the process to be led by the Spirit of God. Does that mean everything you're doing is led by the Spirit? Chances are No. They're done by your spirit. <laughs> but the idea is to learn how to let God be God. Am I, am I talking about being a goody two-shoes? No. I'm talking about the one person in the room that's at peace, that has an inner healing, that knows who they are because who they are is in Christ Jesus. I'm talking about that person in the room who should be going bonkers and crazy, but is in control because of who's in control of him. They can stand there and understand what Paul's really saying when he says, greater is he that is in me than he or whatever that's in the world. Extenuating circumstances, situation, problems, they will impact you, they will hit you, they will drive you crazy. But those who are led by the Spirit, you're not a slave. You're a son. You're a daughter. Next verse. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. Finally got there, didn't I? 
and by him we cry, Daddy, Father, you're my Father. Your realm is above every realm. You're my dad. Your name is higher than any other name. That's your name. Knees bow, winds obey. Your name declares who you are. And it overwhelms me. It besieges me. Because I know who you are. It's not just a head thing. It's a heart realization. Experientially made real by the Holy Spirit. I can declare thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Here. Now. As it is in heaven. When I made it to that point, then I can pray. Give us this day our daily bread. I can bring my needs because I know who he is and what he said. He is higher than the other. His name is beautiful. Nothing compares to this.
Let's stand together, shall we? What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ my. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. <laughs> There's a old Gaither song. We don't sing it too often, but Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, there's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, 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 let all heaven proclaim and kingdoms they will all pass away but there's something about that name kings and kingdoms they will all pass away but there's something about that name. Father, thank you for this morning. Father, thank you. Father, We give you glory. We give you honor and praise. We do not walk away from the fact that you are Father. My Father. Who reigns in his domain that is omnipresent around me. Who not only knows my thoughts, but the intents of my heart. Who cares for me, who loves for me. Who's never given up on me. Who's been there every step of the way. Just because I make mistakes doesn't mean that you walk away. You have never walked away from me. You have never separated your love from me. Your love has continued towards me. Your love comforts me, assures me. I stand back in amazement of your faithfulness and that name that is above every name. Holy Spirit, open our eyes of understanding. Teach us. Show us. Establish us. Grace greater 
than all of our sin. In the name of Jesus. He gives us grace, grace, God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sin. It's grace, grace, God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sins. Sing it one more time. His grace, grace, God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within grace, grace, my God's grace. 